Welcome to The Buzz, I'm Christopher Conover. Summer movie season is upon us, and while you settle into your popcorn, Arizona's trying to make sure the images you see on the screen look familiar. It was big news when the HBO series Duster announced Tucson as its location for filming. It was also big news when it was announced after shooting just one episode in southern Arizona, Duster was packing up and moving to New Mexico. The problem is filmmakers get no financial incentives to shoot in the state, and New Mexico is happy to give them those incentives. Southern Arizona State Senator David Gowan is working on a bill that would change that, though. Senate Bill 1708 would give qualifying productions 15 to 25 percent tax credits and get production facilities built in the state. Peter Catalanetti with Film Tucson says those incentives would make a big difference. We know that New Mexico gets a lot of filming because they have bills in place to do this. The state of Georgia, uh, even Oklahoma is doing this now. Uh, the thing that makes this bill a little bit different is it creates an infrastructure component, uh, which encourages developers to come in and build sound stages and post-production facilities. And in this way, it's a bill that creates brick and mortar jobs, which we haven't seen in any other bills around the country. So it's, it's pretty exciting. And we believe that's why it's gotten as far as it has, because it's, uh, it's not just seen as throwing money at Hollywood to get them here. It's seen as giving money to Hollywood to, to get them here and to create jobs. Oh, and sound stages and post-production facilities create the brick and mortar infrastructure that continues to bring jobs. Because our incentives, our Arizona incentives are not what New Mexico's are and things like that, you at the Tucson Film Office, how do you convince films, TV shows, whatever, to come to southern Arizona and set up shop for a little while? We're able to get a lot of filming. Uh, we mostly get reality shows. Either uh, we might get a full season or uh, an episode or two. Uh, and that's really great. Uh, we get a lot of fashion shoots and we get a lot of commercials and some music videos, particularly from Europe. Uh, but for feature films, uh, we go after the smaller indie projects that aren't, uh, their budget isn't large enough to rely on incentives. Uh, in the case of HBO, J.J. Uh, Abrams, a producer of the show, was really keen on bringing it to Tucson. It had the look that they were wanting and our weather was, of course, a big sell. Uh, our proximity to Los Angeles, you know, we have something like 15 flights or so back and forth to L.A., so that's a big plus. Um, there was, it was pretty easy to sell them on Tucson because they were pretty much geared up for it. Um, what we weren't able to do is offer them the incentives that New Mexico and state, other states are offering. Uh, a show of uh, the size of, of Duster, the HBO series, my estimate is they, they might need something like uh, $17 to $20 million back uh, in rebates per season. And that's just an estimate. Uh, and uh, we just weren't able to match that at this time. People may not realize how much is being shot here. As you said, music videos, fashion shoots. I know I've seen TV ads and say, oh, I know where that is. That's a national, like a car ad or something. Even though we aren't getting the big films or, or the big productions like Duster, we are still getting stuff, and it's more than I think people might realize. 
You're correct. Uh, we get a lot of uh, segments of a larger feature uh, where the director, the producer is powerful enough that they can move one part of the film here. Uh, they wouldn't be applying for incentives because we don't have any. And since they're just shooting a section of it, uh, they, might, they might not even be eligible. But uh, the, the Hangover, that film, The Hangover, there, they, there was a third one, uh, which filmed in Nogales, Arizona. Uh, just a small section of the film. Uh, they filmed for about a week and then they had uh, sets built for another week. So they were here for quite a while. And uh, in a small town like Nogales, they put uh, $2.6 million into the local economy there. It was pretty big. Uh, so it was nice to get that little section of the film. Uh, we got Steven Soderbergh's Traffic back in 2000, uh, starring Benicio Del Toro. Uh, Steven Soderbergh's team came to us looking for, they wanted the look of Mexico. And uh, we showed them, of course, uh, Nogales, Arizona, which they liked. But once we took them over the border, uh, they they had to have Mexico, and, and I don't blame them. It's just got a, a look to it and a density that you just can't replicate here. So they uh, we we set up filming on the other side of the border for them. So we got small sections of these films, and I could name others, uh, and that's great. Uh, but if we want to get an entire film or an entire TV series, we have to have state incentives. It's how the game is played. You mentioned that shooting in Nogales, Arizona for a week brought in $2.6 million to that city's economy. Some of the big films or series want 17 to $20 million back. We're talking about big dollars, if you could give that back, that would be coming into our economy. These film projects have to spend money here to get money back. So uh, the perception uh, from some members of the public is that uh, we're giving money away for nothing. And that's not the case. It's a rebate, just like any of you that go to Target and buy a toaster and you send in that little coupon, they give you $10 back. It's the same thing. They have to spend money here. And we track all of that uh, because we're part of the tourism office. Film Tucson is part of Visit Tucson, which is the tourism office. Uh, we assist with hotels. So we track the hotel room nights uh, to the nth degree uh, because that's a huge economic factor. Uh, what they're, The money they're spending on hotels is enormous. Uh, when HBO was here, uh, they rented 9,800 hotel rooms over the course of the six months they were here, nearly six months. Uh, and Coming out of COVID, that was a really great thing for local hotels to experience because, of course, they were hurting when the uh, shutdown was happening. So to have that going was fantastic. They they brought in about 244 cast and crew, and they all stayed at hotels. And uh, every night they went out to eat. They went drinking. They went shopping on the weekends. They were just spending millions of dollars uh, constantly. It was really great to see that happening. And then they hired a lot of locals, about uh, almost 500 local actors. Uh, some with speaking uh, parts and then some background. Uh, they hired about uh, almost 200 local crew, which is great. So carpenters, drivers, uh, hair and makeup, grip. Uh, it was just great to see so many local people working. That was Peter Catalanetti with Film Tucson. Southern Arizona has a rich film history that dates back for nearly a century. University of Arizona professor Dr. Jennifer Jenkins has a passion for films, especially those about the Southwest. 
She wrote a book called Celluloid Pueblo and says the golden age of film in Arizona started long ago. The golden age of film in Tucson really began after World War II, even though Arizona, the signature film that was the impetus for creating Old Tucson, was begun before the war, um, it, that was it. And then during the war, the site out there, the old Tucson site, um, pretty much lay dormant until the late 40s when people started looking for ways to build up the Southwest and capitalize on the boom of the Sun Belt. And then as television emerged as a new and profitable medium, they started looking around for places to film um, television series a little bit later, but the 50s was really the golden age of uh, old Tucson's activity. I should say the 50s were the beginning because people will correct me and say old Tucson went until two years ago. And that's true. Um, and then when television started, that sort of put new life into old Tucson again. From what I've read of some of the things you've written, there's one couple in particular that really kicked things off for Tucson as a film and TV destination. Yeah, Charles and Lucille Herbert moved here in 1936 and started a company called Western Ways. And they were making promotional films about the area. So they were not making Hollywood features at all. That was not their business. They were a mom and pop, um, promotional, slightly educational, but mostly short features that went around the world uh, that screened in movie theaters between the main feature films, the kind of Hollywood feature films and the cartoon and the newsreel. And then there would be this little curiosity film or um, a travel piece. And that's the kind of work they did. And they were absolutely the best possible promotion <laughs> for Southern Arizona and Northern Sonora that you could possibly imagine. The Sunshine Climate Club referred to Charles Herbert as a one-man chamber of commerce. He was so into promoting the area. So now we get to the fun part, the, the things that people always talk about. What are some of the things that were filmed here? I know over the years, as I've lived here now, close to 20 years, it surprises me from time to time. It's like, oh, I didn't know that was shot here in Southern Arizona. So what are some of the things that were shot here? I have to say my own um, research bent, but also curiosity tends to skew back to the silent era before the Herberts were even on the horizon. There were some really interesting movies that used um, and, and this would be, you know, in the in the early 20s that used downtown as a location, an exterior location, and used Teatro Carmen on Meyer Street as an interior filming location. Yeah, all the way back in, you know, the mid to late 20s. And so that I think is a really interesting period. But for what people might want to see that they can get at the stream, local streaming service, um, one of the ones that people don't really know that much about is called A Kiss Before Dying, and it's a, um, a sort of a film noir, but it's in color, 
It's a mystery novel written by Ira Levin, who also wrote Rosemary's Baby and The Stepford Wives, <laughs> but it's earlier than those. And it's Robert Wagner and Joanne Woodward. And um, spoiler alert, he throws her off the Valley National Bank building because he's a serial killer. <laughs> and the family home is um, out at the uh, Mountain Oyster Club at Speedway and Wilmot, a lovely location. Um, let's see, you know, there's the whole slew of Westerns that were shot at Old Tucson, um, starting with Arizona, exclamation point, which is really wonderful and worth seeing. Um, you know, it's William Holden at his sort of young, fit, <laughs> smoldery best <laughs> but it also tried to be historically accurate and depict what Tucson looked like in the 1870s so there are Tohono O'odham people in the background there are people making adobe walls there are um, real flora and fauna around so that part is is kind of fun to see um See, then, you know, there are perennial favorites like Tin Cup, which is a golf movie shot partly on Fourth Avenue and on Congress Street. I always feel like when it comes to Western movies, Tucson, because so much was shot here, put the saguaro cactus on the map because it's not a Western without one of those. But those of us who live here know if you're not here or Northern Sonora, they don't exist, proving how many movies were shot here. Exactly. And even um, things like John Ford's Stagecoach, which was shot up in Monument Valley, uses fake Sororos, right? Uh, there are a number of films, you know, shot across the region, not just in Tucson. There's a wonderful film set at um, Fort Huachuca during the Buffalo Soldier era called Sergeant Rutledge. And it's about a buffalo, an African-American buffalo soldier and um, the complex nature of life on the frontier in those days. You know, and when it comes to TV shows, I know there were a number of them shot in the area, old Tucson. And I have to admit, it wasn't that long ago that I learned that parts of Little House on the Prairie were shot at old Tucson, which is not a prairie by any means. <laughs> No, but they had a train. <laughs> and um, yeah, Michael Landon loved Tucson, had a house here, um, had a, he sponsored a tennis tournament back in the day and shot a whole season out here, uh, including using Old Maine as a teacher's college. And that took place when I was actually in college, which dates me a little bit, but right, the whole camp was, was closed off and they were using Old Maine as a kind of Kansas or at least Midwestern location. That was Dr. Jennifer Jenkins, the author of Celluloid Pueblo. You're listening to The Buzz. I'm Christopher Conover. This week, we're looking at the history and future of the film industry in Southern Arizona. Alex Cox is a British filmmaker who loves Southern Arizona. 
The writer and director of Sid and Nancy and Repo Man used Tucson for the first time in the 1980s for the film Walker, starring Ed Harris. Four years ago, he shot Tucson Rashomon here. The reasons to shoot uh, Tombstone Rashomon in southern Arizona was because the film was set in Tombstone, you know, so it made sense to shoot in southern Arizona. Um, but more widely than that, the state, not even just the South, but the state itself has so many diverse looks that you can shoot just about any part of the United States or North America and pretend, you know, and, and shoot it in Arizona and pretend that you're in the big city or in the desert or in the mountains or in the cornfield or whatever you want, you know, it can be found. Uh, well, maybe maybe not the beachfront, maybe not the waterfront, but everything else. Yeah, that would be a lot of movie magic to get a waterfront, uh, an ocean waterfront in Arizona. Yeah, that'd be a little bit more work. <laughs> but it is an incredibly diverse um, place as far as locations are concerned. And also has a real crew base and a cast base. You know, there are actually crews and actors in Tucson, Phoenix, Prescott places. When it comes to picking a location, sure, a, a film about Tombstone, it, it's good to shoot it in Tombstone, but beyond the obvious, how do you go about picking a place to shoot a film? I, in my experience, it's normally the location that attracts the film. You know, you, I've been somewhere and think, oh, this would be a great place to make a movie. What can I, what can the movie be about, you know? And that happened to me with, with Tucson and with Nick, with Nicaragua when I shot a film there and in Liverpool, um, a lot of, and Mexico City, I mean, a lot of places draw your attention and, and want to, and, and, and say, you should come and make a film here, you know, and then you have to find an excuse, you know, to come and then you have to get the finance. And of course, finance now is becoming, I mean, it's always part of it, but competitions between locations with incentives and things like that. How much do those incentives help tip a scale or help make a decision? I think they do in terms of the financial entities, because the financial entities don't normally care very much about the creative aspect of the film. And so you might have a project like Breaking Bad that's written to be shot. I mean, it was written to be shot in some Arizona town, wasn't it? But they had tax incentives in New Mexico. So they went to New Mexico. And it's not always even a good idea to do that, you know, because sometimes the incentives, um, the rebates, whatever they are, um, yeah, you have to jump through a lot of hoops to get them. Um, you have to bring a lot more people out from Los Angeles as crew and put them up in hotels and stuff because you can't crew as many people locally if you're shooting in Alabama or wherever, you know, because they have an incentive. And so there's a lot of costs that producers sometimes incur in order to be eligible for tax incentives. So I think that um, you should always, I think you should always shoot in the best location possible, in the ideal location, and, and just make the budget work, you know. But obviously, financiers, they have different ideas. You mentioned that Tucson and Phoenix and even Prescott, you know, there are crew availabilities, actor availabilities. Is that different than a lot of places? You mentioned Alabama, for one, has a lot less of that. 
Well, I don't, I mean, I don't want to be rude about Alabama or any particular state, but I think, but the thing about Tucson is Tucson was going to be the, the center of the American film industry. You know, that famous story about they, you know, they got on the train in uh, some, some guys being sent out west to find a place where Edison wouldn't be able to extend his, his uh, net of copyrights and restrictions. And they were looking to shoot out west. And, but in Chicago, they got on the wrong train. And instead of taking the train to Tucson, they took the train that went to Los Angeles. And so they, oh, this looks good. There's an ocean here. We can shoot here. But the original intention had been gone to Arizona and, and build a new American film industry in Arizona. So given the proximity, though, to California, given the, given the, the ease with which people can move back and forth between Arizona and L.A., um, there's always been production in Arizona. I mean, not just cowboy movies, but, but all kinds of urban dramas and police stuff and some really, really great films have been made in Arizona. And as a result of that, there's been a crew base that's developed uh, and an actor base has developed, not only for the, for the cinema, but for television and for, for series and for theater. You're known you know, for so many, but Sid and Nancy and Repo Man. Uh, what's your newest project? What are you working on? Oh, I'm working on I'm working on a film now that I'm calling my last movie, because um, I'm nearly seventy years old, you know, and I'm probably you know you know how it is a young person's game, um, but I'm thinking that I can I can probably get this this one more one more feature on and uh, shoot it in Arizona, of course, um, but I don't want to tell anybody. I'm not going to tell anybody what it's about. Not even the financiers. No one can know until it's finished, and then it'll be too late. Definitely be, to be shot in Arizona because I've had so much fun working there. I mean, I came, the first film I made in Arizona was in 1987. And I came out with like two crews to film first and second unit simultaneously on a film called Walker. And we had Ed Harris, Peter Boyle, Marley Matlin, um, an amazing cast. And, uh, and that was my first experience in Tucson. And then I came, I think I've shot a couple of videos there. And then, and then the, the last film, the film I finished uh, four years ago, um, Tombstone Rashomon. That was writer, producer, and director Alex Cox. As we mentioned earlier, HBO's show Duster left Tucson for New Mexico. The 2017 remake of 310 to Yuma was also shot in New Mexico. So what is it that makes our neighbor to the east more popular for films? Andrew Jaro with Film Las Cruces has some thoughts. I think one of the main things is that we have, um, besides, I mean, we have a great incentive program, especially uh, in Las Cruces. We have a program called the Rural Incentive, which is if you shoot it outside of Albuquerque or kind of the big metropolitan areas into these kind of underdeveloped areas, um, there's an extra 5%. So companies could, you know, they could go from 30% to 35% just by shooting out here in Las Cruces. And whether it's Las Cruces or New Mexico, for New Mexico, I mean, there are just so many different terrains. You can have, you know, if you need snow, you can go up to Santa Fe or up north. Of course, we have the desert. We have the woods. You know, there's just everything. And as someone who works in the Film Commission, I know that we have everything because I've had to find almost everything that they've looked for. So there's a there's always a lot of stuff that there's I think it's surprising when people come out here what the different options that we have for them. 
You mentioned the incentives. Uh, You mentioned two of them, kind of the statewide one, but also the rural one. That's an interesting way, as you said, to get people out of Albuquerque. Yeah, well, and, you know, some of the the state representatives saw that, I mean, business was going to Albuquerque and it was getting to the point where Albuquerque was getting full. And so they wanted to kind of change things up to help them, to help kind of bring out to these other areas that uh, they might not necessarily get looked at or might get overlooked. And so they added this, uh, this incentive program for the rural communities and it's just kind of helped elevate everything else. So how do you get businesses in? Do you go out and solicit them or do they come to you? You know, of course, for Tucson, the sore point is the HBO show Duster, which started here and then went over uh, to New Mexico. But how do you get a production into New Mexico? Well, there's numerous different ways. A lot of it is word of mouth from other producers who know what we do. Uh, We have gone out to solicit. We usually... We'll read the trades, and if they have, like, if, they're, if we find out there's a movie that could take place in Las Cruces or Doniana County, we try to reach out to them and see if maybe they would like to come, and we try to. And that's why it's so important we keep our website up to date. We keep our location database very full, and we're always trying to get new locations for the database, new vendors. So this way we can show them that we have the crew, we have the, the resources. You just have to come out here and see what we have. And so we like to do sometimes these little care packages where we send them our website. We have a little PDF that just has different cool locations around town. And um, this way we can kind of get them excited for coming in. And a lot of times um, that, that gets them through the door. And then we just try to just try to hope that we can get them all the way here. Does New Mexico also beyond scenes, you know, be it towns or, or, or natural scenes, does New Mexico, the Las Cruces area, have a, a big infrastructure for things like editing, post-production, or does all that have to go back to Hollywood or New York or wherever they're they're based? Right now, a lot of it will go off back to L.A. or to Albuquerque, and that's only because the productions are from there, so they kind of go back for that time. We are hopeful that um, as the productions get bigger, we kind of get the the post houses so that they can have editing right here. Um, and, you know, it's the same. It kind of, you saw it happen in real time almost with Albuquerque where it started off and they were just coming to shoot. And then as it grew bigger, I mean, now they have those giant Netflix studios and they just, everything is just there. That was Andrew Jara with Film Las Cruces. And that's the buzz for this week. You can find all our episodes online at azpm.org and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for The Buzz Arizona. We're also on the NPR One app. Samantha Larned helped produce this week's show. Jim Blackwood is our production engineer, and our music is by Enter the Haggis. I'm Christopher Conover. Thanks for listening. Arizona Public Media's original programming is made possible in part by the Community Service Grant from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.